0: your if julian on the brown note and a review of the baz Luhrmann film elvis and baz Luhrmann is a director that i have almost entirely detested throughout his career and this is another of my guy richie and edgar wright moments where i've paid out on their films so much and suddenly had this nirvana moment um so i just don't care about his entire filmography like strictly boring couldn't give a stuff romeo and juliet couldn't give a stuff moulin rouge couldn't give stuff australia was yeah i didn't watch most of these films to be honest no interest in his style the one thing i really liked was the get down the tv show which was about the birth of hip-hop in america An incredibly ambitious so his whole gambit is that his movies are incredibly ambitious and he's a modern auteur he's the guy that will shape a singular vision like the auteurs of old and his entire filmmaking personality will be on screen for better or worse and that that has never quite worked um i really like the get down but the first film that was really interesting for me was the great gatsby one thing that he does is he takes incredibly ambitious projects and makes money out of them. He actually has triggered a nerve with the public with virtually everything. The build-up to The Great Gatsby was that it was going to be this colossally expensive disaster. It was not. It was a huge commercial success, as was Moulin Rouge, as was Romeo and Juliet. Australia was really the one blip. Um, and he's got this style which is so unwieldy, which is incredibly hyperkinetic and colourful and overfilled with life he's almost like in the same world as the Wachowskis where they take on these singular projects and just go hell for leather and no one can stop them they're these unstoppable trains of color and uh, visual dazzling and editing and everything Uh, and none of them had worked but weird thing about The Great Gatsby was even though the first half of it was one of the worst films I've ever seen the second half of it was really good and I did postulate at the time as to whether there were two separate directors involved i don't know but he's come back with a elvis biography and it's a curious timing because um, basically what happened is um, elvis was the biggest star in the universe in history and gradually the songwriting bands took over from him he was from an era where the songwriter was a nobody and where the performer was all and even the instrumentalists were nobody everything was a performer and when the Beatles came through they kind of swept this broom and Elvis became less and less important over the decades where the Beatles still are so it's a really I think timely look at Elvis Presley because he's not in he's not been in the cultural Forefront at all. Um, that kind of singer songwriter. Um, he appeared in lots of cheesy movies. And there's no Elvis Presley albums that are really other than the Sun Sessions. There's not really any classic Elvis Presley albums that people hold up. Here's your inroad into Elvis Presley. It's a hugely scattered discography. Um, obviously, everyone on earth knows who he is, but um so we get like the modern biopic. I mean, for, for some reason, this is an incredibly standard biopic. The modern biopic is always very, it's a letdown. They'll always focus on like a couple of years in someone's life. And that's the whole story. Instead of giving us this chronological start to end story, which they, which Basil Ehrman does here, which I was quite surprised by and impressed by look at the like the steve jobs one where it focused on a few random points in his life and it was just very unsatisfying because sometimes you want to go through the whole milieu of everything that happened to them This darts uh which i was very surprised by uh it got it's been polarizing but one person that stood out is austin butler as elvis presley uh he gives a superb performance and the other is tom as colonel tom parker whose performance has been ridiculed as the worst of Tom Hanks' entire career, um, very much based around his persona and accent, which are very odd. Um, And the whole film is really about the relationship between Colonel Tom Parker, the the famous manager of Elvis Presley, uh, his dominance of Elvis Presley, and to a degree him destroying Elvis Presley's career for his own benefit, but this film is a, is is remarkably humanizing on to both sides. So we join Elvis before he's sort of come of age musically, and um, it's it's very well defined as an opening where Colonel Tom Parker is a circus barker, basically involved in country music, and he sees that sex sells as soon as Elvis Presley comes onto these small town stages and drives the local teenage girls wild. The 50s were the first real era of the teenager um where you know from rebel without a cause and rock and roll all of these things sort of focusing on the teenager being uh, or the young adult actually being a genre of life rather than you finish school and then you're an adult and and you go off and do your apprenticeship or your job or your college or whatever here now there was a cultural the leading cultural movement was the teenager the the rock and roll the movies and movie stars all of this had taken over and was embodied by elvis presley um and the first there's lots of interest in the the basic chronological story as well things like how he would uh, he was only really popular for a couple of years before it all went to hell in the handbasket and he never got it back which is it's i found that quite heartbreaking he explodes across America and the uh, I don't know how well this film deals with race. It feels pretty good because it a uh, big part of what it shows about Everest Presley, even though he has been regarded as a bit of a Republican and a bit of a racist since then, or at least a, a conservative and hated the Beatles and all of this stuff, does show that his music was intertwined with black culture at the time and the right-wing forces in america wanted to tear him apart for breaching you know segregation between white culture and black culture which i found really interesting and uh, after a couple of years he was booted into the army you imagine that happening now that was what was happening to people who were usually black look at cassius clay getting sent to jail at the height of his powers for refusing to go to war in vietnam and in elvis Presley's case it's painted very much here that they couldn't hand his sexual out se- he couldn't handle his sexuality he couldn't handle the fact that he bridged a gap between white and black so he was given sort of you know we're going to arrest you and charge you with obscenity or you're going to go and be goody two shoes for two years in germany and come back as this you know much more family friendly version of elvis and really those two years were the only two years that he had that were pure because he came back and he was forced into he wanted to be a serious actor but he was forced to do all these terrible sing-along movies endlessly three a year and his stock just went down and down and down because people like the beatles had moved in and taken over and he was an anachronism before bounding back into contention at the end of the decade with his las vegas stints and you know embracing you know gossip porn soul and doing his very famous live you know elvis presley in the um uh the you know the sequin jacket stage of his career and before it all sort of tumbled downhill and in the movie that's sort of when we realize this like one of the tragic things i never knew about elvis presley other than his stint in the army and journey Germany. he virtually never went overseas in his whole life he was desperate to tour international he never played a gig outside of america i never even knew that and it's painted in the film here as tom pa- colonel tom parker blocked him from doing so with excuse after excuse and towards the end of the film we realized that colonel tom parker had arrived under a cloud from somewhere which is possibly um from De- um from holland and uh, possibly wanted by the law and didn't have a passport and was an illegal immigrant so could never go on these overseas trips i don't know how true that is a lot of it seems to ring true and the elvis presley estate seemed very happy with the way that things were portrayed tom hanks has said that the biggest surprise that he had is that the elvis presley estate including um his wife were actually really fond of colonel tom parker he's become synonymous with is it lisa marie presley that's the daughter isn't it priscilla presley was actually quite fond of him all of them were fond of him and said that he was actually really nice he had something like in modern day money 150 million dollars in gambling debts to these las vegas casinos and tried to keep elvis in there for as long as possible Um, a deeply flawed man and obviously he took an awful lot of money out of the elvis presley estate but ended up destitute and dying in something like 1989 just playing slot machines in Vegas, um, but they they seem actually really fond of him, and you know the, there's a lot that they regard the journey that Elvis went on as being part of Colonel Tom Parker's doing as well. I don't know if I'm sold. I don't know if I'm sold that this firebrand at the start being sent into the army and then coming back and doing a decade of um, really cheesy movies and just you know then doing this stint in Vegas. It seems, all of it seems to have had a big impact on his uh, downward spiral into uh, prescription medication and so on. But he desperately wanted to tour the world and was never allowed to even play overseas, which is really heartbreaking. So, um, what do I think of this film? I'm absolutely in shock when I watched it. Baz has got one of the most unwieldy laser cannons of talent that has destroyed virtually every film it's touched this time he seems to have actually got control of his talent and made his most focused film utilizing all of the great things that he brings to the table and not just creating this ungodly mess which destroys everything in its path i found this a very tight narratively film Uh, every 10 minutes there's so much it's nearly three hours long but every 10 minutes there's so much filmmaking yes this film is really surface level no none of the characters beyond um, tom hanks and um austin butler are developed in any way it's surface noise but if you look at if you appreciate the artistry and craft of filmmaking it's astonishing a work of art visually editing sonically it's amazing it packs so much into every single minute it's incredible stuff and it's not like sometimes he's between Michael Bay and that whole disastrously frenetic over edited filmmaking style and something like the Technicolor Wachowskis here it's never over the top the editing is quite symphonic um, and so is the cinematography it looks amazing i found the screenplay to be really well put together there, there are elements where he will go methodically through you know this month this month and there are others where he'll sort of paint over a big canvas of an entire decade um, i thought his artistry was amazing in this film i think it's the best Baz lerman film it's the only great bas Luhrmann film I haven't seen Strictly Ballroom. I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen Romeo and Juliet either. I've seen like half an hour here or there. Um, so, you know, uh, for me, it is the flowering of Baz Luhrmann finally getting hold of this unwieldy maniac elephant that is his filmmaking talent and turning it into a really successful, hugely enjoyable film that I am shocked that I really liked. I'm gonna give Elvis eight and a half out of 10.